Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to the Power Hour podcast. We've uh, we've taken a little bit of a hiatus. <laughs> Something's different. We obviously uh, have better lighting, which is probably worse for you viewers. I apologize. <laughs> we haven't seen the sun in a while, apparently. Yeah, and we're back i can't promise any consistency any more than we're gonna try at least every two weeks i think that's a fair goal maybe we should try once a month yeah um we're that gonna, might be a little more uh, attainable yeah we're gonna keep trying to do this as often as possible but you know now that we do have a flow we're gonna try and keep it to this style we have enjoyed doing it face to face a little better it's better than that you know over the microphone while i'm playing a game god damn it hi so uh what are we drinking, Jim? While I pour the beer, go ahead, do your shtick of reading. There's a whole lot of reading for this one, because I just bought these. Great, now there's pressure. <laughs> All right, we are drinking Weyerbacher Infinite Eclipse. It is a blackened American stout. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Enjoy that. It is the official beer of the Decibel Metal and Beer Fest. When we were asked to brew the official beer of the Decibel Metal and Beer Fest... <laughs> We knew it had to be dark enough for an extreme metal festival and crushable enough to propel hours of headbanging. Thus, Infinite Eclipse, Weyerbacher's first blackened American stout, was born. I probably could have done those commas a little better. but <laughs> We balanced an intense amount of roast with a semi-sweet full body and rounded it out with a drinkable 7% ABV. Raise a glass and your fist. And, yeah, 7% ABV doesn't give any IBUs. Yeah. yeah. So one thing I will say, as soon as I uh, bought this, I said, what the hell do they mean by blackened American stout? All stouts are black or dark by you know definition. He said, he, at least the guy at the beer store that I bought it from basically said, he thinks because it's a, you know, a metal show that, you know, it's, it's a black beer, you know, so it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> so I've already actually had one. This was my first time. It's actually drinks more like a session beer than a real stout. It's got a lot of flavor, but it's pretty damn good. I want Jim to try it since, you know, I want to give him a break from his Keystone Lights. How dare you? It's got some decent carbonation in it. I was yeah. kind of surprised. Normally they're like a warmer kind of like almost flatter kind of thing with the stout. But, yeah, no, it's a solid beer. I think it's it's only going to have a limited run. Weyerbacher's been doing a lot more of those limited runs, uh, especially like the Dallas Sucks one for you Eagles fans like we are. Still, still the... Still the Super Bowl champions? Damn right. So... Anyway, uh, speaking of Jim's Keystone, I think that is the perfect segue. And if I can pat myself on the back, a.k.a. Barry Horowitz. God <laughs> damn it. I knew something was coming. But, yeah, we have a follow-up story, and it is actually about Miller responding to our buddies at Stone Brewing. By buddies, I mean they have never talked to us. But... <laughs> Shut up, they don't know it. Oh, oh, shit, right, right. I even tried, like, tweeting at them to, like, troll the uh, the douchebag from the video, and of course, no response. I guess fucking with small Twitters on isn't good doing a lawsuit, so. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, basically, Miller had a couple responses and a decently sized page document. <coughs> Sorry, I got a code, but... Basically, they're saying that they began using and obtained the trademark for Keystone like a decade before Stone Brewing registered Stone, so kind of like what we said before. And Keystone and its customers have long referred to Keystone as Stones and grabbing cans of Stones. And grab their Stones. We get it. 
Ball joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it kind of just goes on like that. Basically them saying, we've been doing this way longer. We were here first. We're a lot bigger. And the article kind of goes on to while Stone Brewing is the eighth largest uh, craft brewer in the U.S., like, after the top three, there's such a drop-off that, like, it's not really like, oh, I'm number eight. You're still kind of a small fish in a gigantic pond. Yeah, and as we said last time, could it have been a publicity stunt? I I think we legitimately believe this guy thinks he's in the right with this, and it's kind of the craft beer versus the big brewer situation. <clears throat> We've gotten some interesting feedback on that video, and actually one of them, it seems to be, I think it was a lawyer, and I don't remember his YouTube name, but he actually created videos that talks about the potential suit and why it would or would not be legitimate. So he commented on our video, so we appreciate that. Sorry I can't remember your YouTube name right now. Was it Ricada Law? Possibly. Really? But essentially, uh, yeah, I looked into the video, and... I don't really think they have much of a case, especially something as as interesting as a name like Stone. Now, we did report before – report, like we're fucking reporters. We yeah. did talk before very drunkenly and stupidly about uh, craft brew beer names have become a thing of an issue because how many goddamn things – you know, how many craft breweries are out there? If you just had to guess, Jim, yeah. you're wrong. There's more. <laughs> Walked into that one, didn't I? <laughs> no, but there's that is legitimately one of the largest growing industries in America right now, with each state having more than a couple hundred craft breweries, especially if you go micro. And, you know, how many of these companies can come up with a true original name becomes a real problem. So that's why you have things like Evil Genius, which is, uh, you know, a Philly beer, has some of the most unique names like, you know, Shut Up Meg or Turtle Power. Or, you know, I'll have what she's having. Purple Monkey Dishwasher, all that. Yeah. So naming in general is always going to be a problem, and, you know, there's a million versions of the same type of beer out there. But for this particular case, I think they were just grabbing at straws and probably wanted to get a little bit in the, in the spotlight. But at the end of the day, you're never going to win against Miller Lite, or Miller, I should say. Yeah, now Stone Brewing did do a response, to, and it was a one-page response. So, again, not sure if he's also trolling, but I think he believes he's in the right, but... He said that Miller's reply was a work of fiction, and he said he read that while sipping on a stone white geist Berliner Weiss. And he also went on to say that Miller Coors's gigantic law firm did what they got paid to do: present a lot of misleading allegations and package them as facts, fake news, perhaps. <laughs> In coming days, we look forward to publishing each misstatement on Twitter. Twitter, that's where you go for your law. Yeah. Hint. The description starts right up front in paragraph one. Best choose your popcorn eating gifts now. I hate him. He's, I hate him so much. I think the best word to describe this guy is snarky. Eh, just a bit. Actually, I'm bringing up the old clip now. See who the lawyer guy was. Deep, 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 deep. So while he brings it up, you know, we get it. it, it you want to <clears throat> protect your property and... You don't you if you do take all this credit for creating Stone, which they make some goddamn delicious beers, and I don't think anyone's going to argue that most of Stone beers kick you know Keystone Lights beer out of the, out of the goddamn place. Even though I know that hurts Jim to hear. How dare you, sir? But how dare you? <clears throat> you know, you you got to realize what you're up against. It, it's 
It's just ridiculous. Oh, it was uh, Beer Esquire. Yeah, Beer Esquire. Put that up there. So um, check out our original video on this. It will be linked below. Check out his article. He actually has a good video, once again, on the legal ramifications of this you know, this dispute. It's worth a view if you're really interested in it. Yeah, definitely check it out. So we will keep you updated as this goes. Brian, would you say this is our Coleco Chameleon? Um, nah. All right. Oh, you're doing a bit? Yeah, it is. Oh, no, no. Well, not anymore. <laughs> we'll not fo- fucking we'll more. Fo- we'll follow it all the time. <laughs> I didn't even follow up his fucking Twitter follow-ups or whatever. All right. All right, so another beer topic. We have Budweiser owners try to keep Yingling beer, local to PA, out of Mississippi, a lawsuit says. Sons of bitches. More lawsuits in the beer world. <clears throat> Vicious out there. This is another one. We already talked about how happy we were Yingling was spreading outside of PA and more of the Northeast territories. Uh, they were set up to go to a few different states, but I guess Mississippi was one of them. This one is kind of the reverse situation, and that pisses me off, where it's a big guy going against, you know, Ling, Yingling is the oldest brewery in America, but they're still way smaller, so. Oh, yeah. So, basically, Yingling's claiming in a lawsuit in the Harrison County Circuit Court that Anheuser-Busch <laughs> attempted to block, well, I don't know if I'd call Yingling craft beer, but in the article it says, block craft beer company Yingling's entry into the Mississippi market. A move that could lead to higher prices and limited options for consumers. So, I mean, your your options in beer are never limited. Let me just say that. But I will say that's just ridiculous. If they have the power to block something, Yingling is such an easy go-to, and it's a good alternative for Bud or Miller or Coors. Uh, if you've never, if you're from the West Coast or even the middle of the country, you've probably never heard of it or even tried it, but... It's a damn good beer. It's a little bit heavier. I think this kind of sucks. And to Jim, to what you said, technically they are craft. I forget what makes something macro or, you know, the yeah. higher levels. <clears throat> they still somehow ha- hold that craft. It's kind of like, you know, Weyerbacher's craft, but yeah. it's huge. Or like Al Sam Adams' craft. Exactly. So I think that's a shitty. Um, so the long and short of it is, is that. It isn't like they tried to stop them from coming in, but they basically pulled a Nintendo in the 90s and said they went to all the distributors and basically tried to stop them from carrying it. So Yeah. They cock-blocked. Yeah. That's actually the best word for it. So yeah. That's pretty shitty. I think that's – I don't know how much Bud would really need to be worried about Yingling, like taking over a whole percentage. Maybe Mississippi's a hell of a bigger drinking town for Bud than we're giving it credit for, but – Meh. It's me, sh- never been. <clears throat> I'm sure shit like this happens all the time, especially as these craft breweries get a little bit bigger. Doesn't shock me. Just shitty, especially since they're from PA. So, yeah, that's basically <clears throat> the long and short of that one. Yeah. I'm so, long, yeah. I'm long near short. I'm. <laughs> 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 No retort. All right, so go on. <clears throat> One thing I forgot to mention for those of you who do follow us on YouTube, this uh, this bar top might look familiar. This lighting might look familiar. Forgot to mention something that uh, we've talked about for a while, but now I've started to implement 
now that we got our fancy new Halo light. Blinding. Yeah. So, uh, those brew reviews. In one form or another, Jim and I, god damn, we must have written over 150 reviews for our website. And yeah, we did a lot. And when it goddamn crashed, pulling it. Pulling, <laughs> Which time? It, it erased majority of our information. So, we had to pull back from old Google Docs. A lot of it we can't even pull back, to be honest. And that's why we haven't been updating our site the way. Our site right now is basically a housing for our podcast files, so it can go in iTunes. Unfortunately, though, since I'm not going to be able to upload all the old reviews, I figure I uh, might as well start fresh with videos. That's something we seem to like better, do better. And, uh, yeah, it's a little more fun than typing it up. Yeah, and Brian's basically been taking the lead on this completely, so. Yeah. If, bless you. Thank you. I will say um, I have a couple more planned. I, I have a ton planned. But for those of you who've watched, obviously, I started with Miller and Bud because I just wanted to start with something that I quite honestly didn't care as much if I didn't do as well because I don't care about those beers as much. And I figured those are beers everyone knows. Good test videos. Yeah, I just want to kind of try and perfect it. So, guys, comment away. You already have been, and I really appreciate it. Just like our video game videos, obviously, we take some things under advisement. We're not going to change every video to try to make everyone happy, but we do want to know what's the most entertaining to you guys. And if you have any specific beers you'd like to see me review, if it's possible, I'll do it. But other than that, I hope you guys enjoy that because that will definitely be something that can help continue getting content every week for you guys. Yeah, and I'm eventually going to get back into the hardware reviews thanks to this white here. So I actually forgot to do it tonight. But I'll be bringing some stuff over for Brian to take glamour shots of, and then I'll do some recording on top of it. So all those weird, wacky things in my collection, you'll get to see it. And I'll take care of Beautiful high def. I'll take care of the editing this time. What? Sir, how dare you? I mean, that Microsoft Movies <laughs> editing tool that you were using. All right, for some of them. Then I eventually... <laughs> Listen, I saw that font. You can't use Times New Roman. I can use Times New Roman whenever the hell I want. <laughs> got to be more classy. Why are we classy? So, I'd, uh, should we go into what our plan is for videos coming up? We doing that here? Just going to drop it on them? I'm drawing a blank, but go ahead. For our plan for like the next couple months with the reviews. Oh, the thing yeah. we talked about. Yeah, so who huge? Well, not huge. It's big. If you no one's ever done it before. Yeah, if you've watched us, we tend to flip flop a lot between because we'll, we'll say, hey, the, this next month is this theme, or we have plans for this and that. We legitimately, Jim friggin' broke me with his terrible games I chosen recently. Hey, 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 Fighting Force did okay. Fighting Force was, I do like that game, but. It was the Gundam one, wasn't e it? Even Transformers, I, it's just that goddamn Gundam game. <laughs> and I know if I keep letting Jim pick games, it's going to be these weird Japanese-only N64 games he has, or, oh, let's do this because it's on the Turbo Graphics and it's bunk. You know, it's going to be some stupid shit. So, I have two of them. <laughs> so what, we do, what I decide is, like, Jim, how about we stop dicking around when we start the site? We want to find the best of the best of every genre, every system. So we are doing the best of the Atari 2600, the NES, Super NES, and the Sega Genesis. Now, when we say best, let's be clear, this is not Jim and I choosing the best. We're taking basically a average of a whole bunch of different sites we do at least five sources for each 
pick their top 10 list, make an aggregate score, and say, okay, these seem to be the most consistent top four games. So it's one game a week of those systems. Yeah, don't blame us. Blame GameSpot and IGN or whoever the hell. Yeah, in each of the videos, I'll post which things I pulled them from so you guys can get a sense of it. But I got to be honest, so far we've tracked down which games we're doing for the Atari and NES, and they're kind of what you would expect. Uh, in some cases, we've actually already covered the best in some of these systems that we're talking about. So we had to do another one? Yeah, but in general, it's something I think you guys will like. And, uh, you know, if you It follow, lets us play good games for once. It lets us play good games. And what we would really like is leading up to it, we're not going to let you guys know before we release a video. We would love to see, you know, your guests. Send something to Jim on Twitter under Drink a Beer, Play a Game. At a beer in a game. Yeah, exactly. I don't do Twitter. He does. Mm-hmm. Um, send us comments. You know, just let us know what you think it's going to be, and I'll guarantee you, if you just know these systems, you'll probably get it right. There's some safe bets. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Not my butt. I'm just excited to see. <laughs> I think this is going to have either. It's going to have a two tier thing. For one. Close the door. Ah. I'll just wait. Cut, cut this part. <laughs> I locked the cat in there. Is that fine? That's fine. Right. Lock the cat. So I'm the big thing that <laughs> it's fine. So the big thing that I'm most interested in is obviously I think people will want to see our reviews for us, especially our fans that have been following us. But remember, the way we rate things, I can promise you right now, nothing is getting a ten. Like, Nothing's ever gotten e- a 10. Even if we give overall a 10 or of our opinion or gameplay a 10, just the way our criteria is, don't expect 10s. You might see you might see a 9 depending on how we feel about the game. I'd say expect high 8s just to, just to kind of keep your expectations at bay because people will be like, how did you not give this game a 10? Oh, my God. 9s are a rare club on our page. Yeah. Very rare. But for those of you who have followed us long enough, we are fair with our scores. We give you our logic behind it. Almost too fair. Would you have it any other way, Tommy? Yes. I want to pander. God damn it. <laughs> so, you know, if you have a favorite game and we are doing the top of each of these systems, just don't expect it. Don't expect it to get the 10. And also, the Atari 2600. That's going to be an interesting system when it comes to graphics, sound, and control. These are going to be interesting for our review setup. So the way, obviously, if you know how we do the reviews, we're still going to go category by category. We just can't spend, I mean, how much time can you spend on Atari graphics? I'll just say that. Uh, We will still only be judging it against other Atari games, but, like, the sound, the control. Well, it's hard, too, because the Atari, like... For as simple as a console Atari was, people really stretched what it could do. So Some games did, you know, I will say some games look, and I don't want to give any of them away, but some of them clearly stand out from others. Yeah, I mean, none of them are, are the late-run Red Label games, I can tell you that right now. Like, those are on, like, another level of graphics and sound. Like, holy shit, what they did with those. More general ones that you're going to expect, but even then, it's just such a leap from year to year. Yeah. So, just... That's all I'm trying to say is if you have expectations and you think our scores are being unfair, really just watch our reviews and you'll understand. We're giving it reasonable scores. Mm-hmm. Everything can't be a 10, especially even Streets of Rage 2. 
and Star Fox 64. Jim couldn't even give it 10, and that's his favorite games. Yep. Too so, fair. So we hope you guys will enjoy that because we want to keep giving you guys content that isn't so obscure all the time, although those seem to do pretty That's our bread and butter. Watch these do shit. <laughs> yeah. So these probably won't even do that great, but I just needed the break. I really want to play some of these. I'm actually embarrassed on some of these titles. I'm like, I don't know if I've ever beat them before. Yeah, I know some of them I haven't beaten. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoy it over the next uh, four months, is it? Yeah, hey, Brian. No. When we do Turbo Graphics, I guess you will be playing Bonk. That is, unless your Turbo Graphics breaks. Don't worry about that. I'll do all the game capture in my house. That is, unless somebody comes over and breaks it. All right. <laughs> my brothers. <laughs> so, after that, um, depending on where we're at, I don't want to spoil it. We might have another very interesting month, if you will, of certain top tens. Uh-huh. So, hope you guys enjoy it. Like I said, let us know what you think is going to be on these systems as far as the top games. Like I said, you'll probably be right. We won't tell you you're right. We'll just, you know, take it in consideration. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was good. good point bringing that up. Yeah. And it chewed up time. God damn it, Jim. Hi. Brian, you can call me the Deadpool of podcasting. A lot of quips, breaking the fourth wall. I'll call you Slade Wilson. Roguish good looks. Slade. Deathstroke Determinator? I'll take that. Yeah. Deadpool's better. No, he's not. Um, I don't remember that Deathstroke movie that came out that broke all those box office things. It was hilarious. Oh, just, be, I, did, just did, because did, nerds did, beat did, off to a comic did, book movie where you I, could curse. And I don't remember other than, <laughs> he has uh, other than that one... DC game, there's games that he was in that he was, he was really cool. Do you, do you remember that? What, what game? Do, what? Do, do you, what, you, Ultimate do, Alliance? Do, do you remember that, Jim? Do, do you remember that? It's a simple question. See, just because the characters are too complex to properly go listen, into other media. Listen, It's too highbrow, bro. Favorite, just because you love Zack Snyder and his terrible movies. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, they are bad. And, 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 and Blue bad. Beetle is your favorite character of all time. He's up there. <laughs> just, just don't hate. <laughs> Not hating. Hell, I like the Deadpool movie, but oh my god, the way people beat off to it. Didn't you? No. Why not? Not enough Ryan Metal Dick. God damn it, Jim. Ah. All right. So let's break into a couple quick co- topics here. So here's one that's well, now it's kind of moot and a month old, but it's still kind of weird that it happened. And Bri just found out about it when I told him, but <laughs> No Man's Sky came out on the X-Bone. The fuck? So this could be like our Hyperkin do controller thing where we go, why? Yes, this one pisses me off a little bit because I didn't get the PS4 for No Man's Sky, but it was definitely that with Bloodborne, with uh, Until Dawn, some of their exclusives. I was like, well, this makes obvious sense. I'm going to get these three games right off the bat. Um I will say, in No Man's Sky's defense, since the game came out and when I did that first impressions video way back when, uh, they've added a shit ton of updates, which makes the game a lot more playable for people with the, you know, all the friggin' vehicles now, the added missions, the, just the more things to do other than just blow up plant, blow up animal and collect shit. Not saying it's great. It still is just, it's a good time waster, kind of like a Minecraft, 
But uh, the fact that it's on Xbox One, what the shit? Like, <laughs> fuck. I would have definitely just waited because I'm sure the version that's on Xbox One has everything up until, you know, all these updates for PS4. So. You'd hope. I'm actually curious if it'll sell at all. I don't know if anyone from Xbox One, after they saw the reviews for the PS4, were, like, clamoring for it anymore. Yeah, that's the thing that gets me is because, like, it's been at least a year later. The game was panned when it came out. It undersold. It was basically considered a flop. And a year later, they're like, oh, we're going to port it. Yeah. It's... I don't know if Xbox is that different to take something away from the uh, exclusive stranglehold that that, uh, PlayStation has, but... They're hurting, right? I mean, granted, I I, I don't follow the numbers anymore, but with God of War, with Over... Or not Overwatch, um... uh, Horizon Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn, yeah. Yeah. They've been PS4 without doubt is the one killing it with exclusives right now. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess this, they're like we got to get one of them. Oh, uh, which one's cheap right now? Oh shit, No Man's Sky. Gotcha, fucker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those guys are selling it for nothing. So, yeah. That's. Let us know if you, if you have it for Xbox One or if you're someone out there. If you're glad it happened. Yeah. To us, it just doesn't make business sense. It doesn't make. I don't know. Get God of War, Xbox One. Do that. Yeah, that'll be nice. No, so, I'm... That's another game Jim could buy and not play. <laughs> I know this doesn't make good radio, but I'm just sitting here going, We're on radio. Dick. This part's radio. Really? Computer radio. Really? Yeah. God, I hate you so much. Live the gimmick, Bri. Live uh, the gimmick. Uh, uh, uh. You're not Howard Stern. <laughs> so I should grow my hair out and get those cool shades? <coughs> you can call me Wolfman Jack. Ah, oh, can I be the, uh, oh, fuck. The Grease Man. Don't be racist. Oh, so I should be Imus. <laughs> All right, so what's next? So, from our buddy Castle Zotz. His question is, all right, I'm going to change it a little bit, because he was going to say, what are your top two Jaguar games, which... Who the fuck plays a Jaguar? Exactly. So, I'm going to switch it around to, if you were to get a Jaguar, what would be the two games you'd want to get? Definitely Alien vs. Predator. All right. And... The Mutant... Attack of the Mutant Penguin game? Yeah, that is the name. That was going to be one of mine, too. Yeah, uh, and that's strictly because of a nerd, and I saw it seemed like a goofy-ass game. I don't know enough other Jaguar games that ever pulled me in, but I know Alien vs. Predator is supposed to be... That's, like, one of the best versions from back then. Yeah, I would probably go... I guess I'll do something different than Attack, then. That, that's one I would want to get. I also want to get Tempest 2000. Is that the one where you're spinning in the... Yep. Yeah, that looks... That looks like a fun, well, that's definitely right up your alley for, like, a quick shooter. Right, quick shooter, old arcade-style, kick-ass soundtrack, so, yeah, that'll be one of mine. Didn't they have, did the Jaguar have pretty solid fighting games? No. Didn't it? No. It had, like, Kasumi Ninja and oh, some other shit. Right, that piece of shit, yeah. Yeah, I, you know. It's 3D uh, games weren't even that good. Most systems I can, like, think off the top of my head, like, what's the big games from it? I 
I can't think of it for the Jaguar. I mean, I'd probably, if I had one, I'd maybe go out and get Doom, even if it's quiet. It's apparently the best, like, console port, just with no music. I mean, you already have it on Xbox. I have Doom on multiple systems, <laughs> yeah, I Yeah, but, but I'm saying, like, why would you need it from that version? I, I wouldn't. I was just <laughs> saying, if I was collecting for it or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, Jaguar, that's... I'm actually curious. Uh, how much... How many games are on the Jaguar? I don't know. I want to say, like... Maybe 150 tops. I'm probably wrong on that. Here's yeah, We have a computer right there, but we don't feel like it's eh. fun for you guys <laughs> to watch us sit here and do this. But, yeah, even if it's 150, are those games balls expensive? It kind of depends. I don't think the games too much that itself are that bad, but the console itself is ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Like, if you want to get one these days, eBay, you're spending at least, like, four, five, six hundred bucks on one. Nah. Why? Nah. Yeah. Like, I like niche stuff, but even I'm just like, no, fuck that. As we said, if I'm going to spend that much for an older console, then I might as well get a legit Neo Geo. Yeah, at that point. Yeah. But that's that's Zot's question. It's very interesting. Uh, Thanks, bud. I wonder how many people out there, if you actually own a Jaguar and you have games, give us some recommendations. Maybe that will be a good emulation. Possibly. (laughs) Also, he's got another one real quick. So, like gun games. Ooh, okay. So, uh, well, I have... Are we talking about strictly arcade? No, just in general. Uh, well, I have to go with Time Crisis because I have the actual PlayStation gun oh. and the adapter that will be potentially hardware slash video game review. Oh, okay. Um, love that game in the arcade. The fact that that gun moved back, that was always huge. Um, as far as another one, I mean, House of the Dead's always an easy one. Definitely not typing of the dead because that sucked. <laughs> but I was always partial to that. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. That sniper game mm. where it was the full sniper rifle and like you could look in. It wasn't Siphon Filter, was it? I know no. that was eventually on PlayStation, but no. there was like some other. No, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name. Yeah, I don't. Everyone knows it. When you go to the arcade, you're walking by, okay, pink gun, blue gun. Holy shit, that looks like a legit sniper rifle. And you're looking through a scope the entire time. That was always one of the more fun ones for me. So, yeah, Time Crisis and that. All right. I'm going to go with T2, the arcade game. Oh, that was damn good. Cause now, I, only in the, like, not any of the ports. No, I like the ports. Yeah, but they don't even compare to the arcade. They don't compare to the arcade. And actually, I'm such a sick fuck. I didn't grow up with the Sega Menacer, so I was playing that with the D-pad. And that goddamn level where you have to protect John Connor from that goddamn <laughs> hunter killers in the air, yeah. I no! had to memorize that <laughs> to the pixel to beat it. Yeah. Every timing. And I'm not joking. I think I beat it like twice in my life. So. And it was worth it, wasn't it? Yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> and I had nothing better going on back then. And, um, yeah, I mean, Time Crisis is the one I always really went for the most besides House of the Dead, like Brian says. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess for console ones, besides that, I mean, you have, like, Lethal Enforcers, but I didn't play that enough, and Virtual Cop, but I didn't really play that enough again. Yeah. I, honestly, yeah, the console ones. Even Duck Hunt. They're all, yeah, they're always kind of weird to do. Yeah. Hogan's Alley. Yeah. Nah, I'll stick with yeah. Time Crisis. I think is should be most people's go to. Yeah. Now knowing Zod's, I know he would love it if we could talk about Master System light gun games because he loves them. But I never played them. Most people don't. That's yeah, not wrong. I mean, I, I'm sh- even if they're great, just most people don't. 
Stop. Sorry. I have a code. All right, so thank you, Zoss, for those topics. Thanks, bud. Next up. More legal shit. Is this going to be the legal podcast? So, the all right, legal, fuck it. So, from Eurogamer, this is probably a month or two old at this point, but apparently Norway says Nintendo's loading load. Nintendo is breaking the law over the eShop refund policy. Interesting. You explain while I grab us more beers. All right. While you do that, this will give me a chance to refresh myself on this article. So, Norway's accused Nintendo of breaking the law by not letting customers get a refund on pre-orders. In an open letter to Nintendo, the Norwegian Consumer Council called upon the Japanese company to comply with European law on the eShop. <gasps> when pre-ordering a video game, you have the right to cancel your order at any time before the release date, says Finn Meerstad, Director of Digital Policy at the NCC. This should be a quick and easy process, for example, by the click of a button. They asked Nintendo for a comment. So, apparently Nor- Norway's going under a lot of these things because EA's Origin... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And Valve Steam have decent systems in place to get refunds on purchase video games, but apparently Nintendo stands out because it's a pain in the dick when trying to get a refund on a pre-order. So how is that breaking the law? <coughs> I guess it's with standards that Norway has when it comes to rules like that. So, but it's only Norway having this issue. Yeah. Ah, fuck Norway. I mean. <laughs> Well, apparently this isn't the first time that uh, digital refunds come and hit the headlines with a lawsuit because apparently the BBC investigated Sony's refunds after it received a lot of complaints and apparently over there it's a struggle to get your money back on eShops. So I guess good thing we're not in Europe. Yeah. We broke away for a reason. Maybe the euro is not so good after all. (laughs) That seemed unnecessary. (laughs) I just don't like your snarkiness you're like that stone guy <laughs> don't you dare um uh, yeah it's something something other yeah i think back in like two months ago i had more to say about this but i guess we're lucky to be where we are because it's pretty easy to get your money back in the u.s it's kind of yeah. weird that they have different rules around the world and i guess they can stretch the limits of what they can get to so i guess they figure if people have a hard time getting their money back they'll just say fucking and keep the re the pre-order in yeah it's a dick way to boost sales numbers, but, you know, I guess it's got to do what you got to do. And that's par for the course for Nintendo, so. Yeah, that's probably. Not even trying to take a jab at them. That's, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, if Nintendo has some kind of dickhead policy, what a surprise. Uh, yeah. All right, next up. Hey, here's one that sucks for PlayStation people out there. Mm. PlayStation Plus is going to drop PS3 and Vita support in 2019. Why? Is it I, that's, that tough for them to... I don't think it's taking up that much server space, or so PS. So, yeah, I don't. I, that this is another one just similar to what we said with the No Man's Sky. I mean, maybe it's making them no money, but that's like an e. I don't know. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah, so it's not like it's taking away your games or shit like that, but the whole service is going. Like, I just don't know why the service has to go away. Yeah, why? So I, well, I guess it's a thing where I guess they don't think it's viable enough anymore to go through the trouble of putting free games out there every month for older console users. I mean, outside of really indie games and limited run games, Sony doesn't support the Vita anymore. That pretty much bombed for them. Yeah. And the PS3, I mean, the PS4 has been out since like 2012 now, so. So. Do you think Xbox 
will follow suit with the 360. Probably eventually. I wouldn't be surprised. But see, like Xbox now, I have a PS4 and a PS3. I don't have the actual, what's it called, the uh, PlayStation PlayStation Plus Pass or so. Yeah, whatever Gold. it is. <clears throat> I I only have like the Xbox Gold, but that transfers from system to system. And it's just one standard thing that you can get on 360. And if you had it on 360, it goes automatically to Xbox One. Is I wonder if this is not the same thing? Maybe. I mean, I think it's kind of an interesting timing-wise because we're in the same era now where Nintendo just killed off the eShop on the Wii about a mm. month ago. So we're starting to hit that plateau where on the digital side, you're not getting support anymore. It's the kind of shit I say all the time where... Eventually, servers are going to go away, and they're not going to support what you have anymore. And that's where it gets interesting. Like, as long as you can keep the actual download and still play the game, now you might not be able to do multi multiplayer service, right? But a lot of multiplayer games, I think we're anticipating, might have that issue to begin with. I mean, you go back to early shit, even two thousand eight games that are multiplayer on Xbox or PS three. The, the amount of people playing are minuscule, so I wonder when they decide, you know, let's just cut ties and not have a server for it anymore. Yeah, now the good thing is it still acts as, like, the DRM key almost, so if you have the games on your system, you can, you can still, still play, play them. They're not locked out, but you have to have an active membership going still. That's something, I mean, I know we talk about physical versus digital all the time, but that's one of those things... They have to figure out a way to allow you to maintain your digital record because that's where everything's going. Right. I really wouldn't be shocked if, give it five years, they just fully, everything's just fully digital. Yeah, I always, I say we probably have another, maybe one more console generation before everything's digital. Yeah. And, and honestly, I, I've struggled with, even with games I really want and I know I'm going to get regardless, I struggle with, like, well, I can... Stay at home, download it right now, and especially for PS4 or Xbox One, it's like you go buy the game, then you have to download it to your system anyway, so it's kind of like, other than just holding the physical media in your hand, there's no real advantage to it. Yeah, and for the most part, like a lot of our Xbox games, the disc is just a key, basically. Yeah. Like, you're still downloading 80 gigs worth of information to your Xbox, so yeah. not like there's anything on there. And then it actually will piss you off because if you don't have enough memory, you delete the game, but then you need that CD to re-upload it. Whereas if you have a digital, you download it, get rid of it, you can keep swapping back and forth. Yeah, and another shit thing is, like, I'm not as versed on the PlayStation Plus side, but at least on the Wii Shop, there are a shitload of games that you just can't get anywhere else. Namely, the Rebirth games from Konami. So, Castlevania Rebirth, Contra Rebirth, those are now, unless you download them, they're gone forever unless they re-release them. Well, there's another method. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's <laughs> going to be other methods. I'm just officially. Uh, who cares about officially? Officially. Jimmy, you're a pirate. <laughs> Yard. <laughs> Damn it. I haven't played for music or movies in years. <laughs> Don't say it on the internet. Oh, I mean, I've borrowed from friends. <laughs> peer to peer. <laughs> peer. Peer to peer friends who I've met overseas. So, this sucks, but I think we're going to see more and more of that, as Jim said. What do you endo? Yeah, it's probably just a way of things, but it's going to make it interesting in like 20 years to see what's still around or what you have access to. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. So, man, yeah, that's about all we got for that. Dark. God damn it, Jim. I'm sorry. 
Uh, <coughs> stop it. I can't help it. Alright, let's get into one of our normal bits real quick. Um, which is better? And you actually came up with this one. You'll know it a little bit better than I will overall, but what we kind of went off with on the last podcast about Battle Royale games, so PUBG, Fortnite, which is better. All right. I'll let you go first. So right off the bat, I will say I absolutely prefer PUBG more. Fortnite is technically built better. And it's interesting because that game wasn't initially built to be a Battle Royale game. They added that on after seeing the success of PUBG. But the interesting thing is with the building mechanics and just the the actual graphics, that there's a lot more thought put into the game. I'll just say that because PUBG is obviously, they took that PC port. They're still updating it from the for the Xbox One. And let me just be honest. I'm strictly talking console versions. I'm not talking PC. I know there's multiple maps with PUBG right now on the PC. Just for Xbox One, though, where you're at right now in the preview stage, it still has a lot of work to go. But with all that being said, I feel like, and this definitely makes me feel old saying it, and I've read enough, I've seen enough videos, I've read enough reviews, PUBG seems like it's for a more mature audience and serious people who like want to actually get into a shooter kind of like the old halo versus call of duty i always went call of duty because i felt it was a little more realistic jim was always halo because he knew where all the secret spots were and could just spam you with hits while rocket shooting you and getting health all that shit yeah PUBG is definitely much more serious it feels much more dire Whereas Fortnite's kind of goofy, you can throw the ball and people are going to start dancing and you teabag people a lot more often. And every time I've played Fortnite, I feel like I hear a million 12-year-olds screaming all the time. Whereas PUBG, I don't. And that's just been my experience. Um, The most interesting thing I've always seen is that the PUBG community and the hate for Fortnite go back and forth about which one has more skill what I've noticed, and this has just been my experience, it's just completely different skill set. Uh, PUBG shooters seem to be a lot better, whereas Fortnite, man, if you don't get down that building mechanic, you are fucked. I still haven't gotten it down. I never won, but I always end up in the top five, and some asshole builds like 15 levels up, and I'm just sitting there trying to shoot them like I'm in the PUBG game. Um so while I do think that Fortnite is a better built game and technic- from a technical level, it's an all-around better game, I'm going to go with PUBG. It's a little more realistic, and it's for, for that Battle Royale style. I know it's not the official first, but it's the one that inspired this whole new genre. And, yeah, it's uh, still the, the one me and my friends go on every other night now, and it's winning that chicken dinner just feels so goddamn satisfying, so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be in the same boat here with PUBG. For a lot of the reasons he said, and I played way less PUBG overall than he has, and even way less Fortnite than he has. But in my experience with it, I mean, Fortnite is a better game. It's better made. It's actually has original assets in it. It was built from the ground up. Sure, to copy PUBG. And it's the most played game now. So it overtook PUBG, but... The, one of the biggest criticisms people have for PUBG is, oh, I walked around for a half hour, got shot, and I died. And to me, that's what I like the most about it. It's just that overwhelming sense of dread. 
Whereas in Fortnite, like, you can buddy up easily, and you can make buildings, and you can still be kind of useful to people. Would it be fair, me being a horror nerd, PUBG is like Alien. The okay. suspense is palpable. It's real. It's slow, steady pace, but when it's there, it's there, and it's more memorable. Fortnite is Aliens, just pure action, goofiness at some points. Whether you like one or the other is really just a matter of your preference at the end of the day. Yeah, I, you know, I can actually go with that. So, yeah, I just like that overall sense of dread that you have in PUBG more. Because God forbid you get shot once and it's just like instant heart rate through the roof, blood pressure, everything like that. Yeah, there was something about Fortnite when I shot a bush and killed a guy that I was like, this is a little ridiculous. And also, I hate... Probably why'd you shoot him in the vagina? <laughs> and I hate the weapon system in Fortnite. It's like, oh, all of a sudden, a blue gun versus a green gun makes the biggest difference in the world. So, yeah, for me and Jim, obviously, we're going PUBG, but we acknowledge Fortnite is, on the technical scale, it's a better game. Yep. But I can't wait. I really want to see your guys' opinions on this one. Uh, one of the funniest videos I've ever seen, did you see someone put it on Facebook and YouTube? It was like a real-life uh, Fortnite versus PUBG. It starts off with these guys. So it's like a live-action PUBG. But then all of a sudden, they're in the Fortnite universe. <clears throat> and, and spoiler, for the end of the video, the PUBG guy finally wins. But now after like losing half his teammates, the amount, the comment section was back and forth. Oh, man, you only like Fortnite if you're 12. Oh, man, you just suck at Fortnite. That's why you're saying that. Like, it was hilarious. And I'm well, sure we, some, have, we have a new Call of Duty versus Battlefield. That's, that's well, yeah, and I would even say Call of Duty versus Halo at first. Like the Battlefield, the, Battlefield was way more vicious than rivalry, though. Yeah, but I think the style differences <laughs> meet them better. Because Halo, I would put it that Fortnite, where it's more cartoony, goofy, right. playful, colorful, and... Call of Duty was always realistic, so that's what PUBG is emulating. Versus, you know, Battlefield was just real versus real, who had better graphics, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But, no, PUBG, we definitely prefer that. So, in the comments, definitely let us know what you think. And give legit reasons. Obviously, if you're a huge Fortnite fan, we acknowledge you got a better game. We just like PUBG better. We get it. Maybe we're just old. We get it. And Jim sucks at it. And... <laughs> All right, next up, another wall suit topic. Oh, God. <laughs> so this is an older one. This is from, like, August, I want to say, of last year. So I haven't seen any updates on it, so I'm pretty sure it went nowhere. But I, nowhere, nowhere. But I thought it was kind of funny in the fact that a company that makes peripherals for mobile devices called GameVice is suing Nintendo Switch over the Joy-Con concept. Uh, like, the patent for it? Not even so much to patent, but, like, it shows a picture of it, so it looks similar. Huh. The game vice, it clips into the sides of a phone and Mm. or tablets. D-pad, stick on the one side. It does look like it. Buttons, stick on the other side, triggers, all that shit. And I don't think game vice is the only one who does it. I think a lot do it, but from what I can tell, they're one of the bigger ones on the mobile market. So what they want, and they fought it in California is they asked the court to award it damages in, and to order Nintendo to stop making, using, and selling the Switch. 
Okay. Oops. <laughs> That's not going to happen. The complaint did not say how much these damages will be worth. So the complaint's been filed. The court should issue summons to the defendants. In this case, Nintendo and its subsidiary, Nintendo of America. And Game Vice didn't decline to comment. So... This came from CNBC, so it is real. So, depending on how long ago Game Vice... I think if that picture... Depending on when they made it, it's very plausible that Nintendo did copy this idea. Oh, I, I completely believe yeah. they did. Now, if Game Vice was silly enough to not put in a formal patent for this, then that's on them. I mean, anyone who's in development in this day and age knows you come up with a concept, you patent the shit out of it right away. Obviously, we don't have all the background. We just have from this quick little blurb of the story. Wouldn't shock me. Uh, I probably think most of Nintendo's ideas... Oh, yeah, they are um, claiming patent infringement. Yeah, so... <laughs> they're never going to stop Nintendo from selling, but I think if these guys were smart, if they could somehow win, just take a big chunk of change right now and just walk away into the sunset, and you were more successful than you thought you were going to be. Yeah, and I'll try and see if there's any updates, but we're like, what, nine months later, and no one's really heard anything about it. So. No, yeah. Either they gave them shut-up money because huh. the Switch is selling hand over foot right now, or... Yeah, Probably. Or maybe they just bit off a little more than they could chew, saying to stop selling the fucking Switch. So maybe the Dutch That's, just went, man, did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, you can't ask for the moon. You just you start small and work in the middle. Yeah. So I thought that would be good for this yeah. lawsuit-heavy podcast that we have going on. So I actually have an interesting topic I just thought of. <clears throat> what is that new – is it called Nintendo Labs? Labo. Labo. Okay. Gabo? Uh, I have a mini conspiracy theory with this. Okay, a cardboard conspiracy. No, so I have a theory. What we're going to see, and this is without me doing any research, is that they're going to turn around and like have a contest for you know which kid can create the most interesting, innovative thing for this. And kind of like when we were at Drexel and we had freshman design projects, they will claim rights for the thing that is most popular and makes the most sense because who better to create something for kids than kids themselves? And they take that idea and run with it and then sell it to the kids. I would not be surprised. It's not It's not the most far-fetched or, oh, my God, you know, mystery bullet conspiracy theory. But I, I think that's, uh, that's a Nintendo MO right there. They probably are like... Oh no, we're running out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, the, the Samurai's at Nintendo are worried about their cardboard. <laughs> and they're like, well, all right, you know, this is made for kids. I can see this being this guy's genius idea. Like, just took ideas. Because, you know, a lot of prototypes are developed with plastic, cardboard, like sim- simple, like just give us a prototype. But if a kid comes up with some really kick ass, like, oh, this is a really good use, all of a sudden. They make it into a official Nintendo adapter for the Switch device, and they're selling it like hotcakes. I'd love to know which asshole at Nintendo was at, like, the prototype board for the new toy for the Switch. And they're just, like, they're seeing all these things with cardboard, and they're like, hey, you know what? Cardboard. There yeah. you go. I'm telling you, it was one of those, he, whoever it was probably sold it how I'm saying it. They're like, who better to come up with an idea than the kids that play the games themselves? And... Hey, we got all this fucking cardboard, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like it, it's it's a genius idea if they're doing that for that reason, because otherwise you're just giving cardboard to kids. 
basically. Yeah. Like, from what I'm hearing with Zots again is he's having a lot of fun building the items with his son. I don't know how much fun they're having really playing with it, but... The building is... They're the having some part. good father-kid time together. Oh, no, no. I, I'm not denying that it, it'll be entertaining. It'll get, it will give legitimate fun for a family. I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked something comes out like, hey, enter this contest with your Labo invention mm-hmm. and win a prize, but then sign this paperwork which says we retain all rights to the, you know. Right. I'll bet you a beer. I'm not fucking... Fine, two beers. You're on. <laughs> so I just wanted to throw that out there. Crazy conspiracy. Let's see what you guys think. Yep. All right. Quick question from our buddy Bronson on Twitter. He's just asking. He just said best beat 'em ups, and we've talked about a lot of beat 'em ups before. So let's put a little spin on it again. Okay. What's your favorite non top tier beat 'em up? Because you have the ones people talk about all the time: the mm. final fights, the double dragons, the streets of rages. Shit like that. Okay, so non-topped here. I'm going to go with... What is that top tier? All right, fuck it. Uh, the arcade port... Well, that's more of shoot 'em up I'll go Wayward that on the PS2. Um, I think Wayward is a name. I could be fucking this up. It's a game I played a lot, but I... I think it's Wayward the Reckoning. And essentially you're a group of people that you're like a priest uh, and these hunters. And you're taking on more supernatural, you know, vampires, uh, ghosts, zombies, all all types of weird shit. But it's your atypical kind of gauntlet style beat-em-up, if you will. And you all have specific powers. That was one, you know, my horror obsession mixed with it just was a pretty well-developed game. It copied Gauntlet to a T. And it's actually along the same lines, and I would say my other one, if you would count Marvel uh, Ultimate Alliance as a beat-em-up. Yeah. Yeah, that and, like, the X-Men Legends, too. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> those, those I are... have fond memories of that one. Tee. All memories. So, those, I mean, if yeah, if we're not going top tier, because off the top of my head, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of them. I'm not thinking of, but yeah, those would probably be it. Yeah, like my initial one to say was going to be Battletoads, Double Dragon, the Ultimate Team, but then it's pretty top tier. Those are pretty much like one A's combined. Yeah. So, I guess I'll do a cop out here and say I still have a shitload of nostalgia for Fighting Force. It's not great. You can check our video that we just did on it, but with that shameless plugging aside, it's still an okay beat 'em up. It's fun in short spurts. You can beat it in two hours. A shitload of people said they never beat it in yeah, the comments section. Yeah, I was, I was actually shocked at the number of people. I don't know what difficulty they were playing it, but... I wonder how many people just had it as like a weekend rental and went, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I know I'd be it multiple times as a kid on the hardest difficulty, but mm-hmm. then again, I bought it, so yeah, I same had here. more time with it. But, yeah. No, that's an understandable game. Yeah, I mean, if you're going at it from today, you're going to be like... You're never going to want it. Yeah. You're not going to like it that much, but if you grew up with it, it's one of those games. Yeah. Okay. So, thanks, Bronson. Hi, right, Brian. I got to find the link for it again. But there is a football game finally coming to Nintendo Switch. <sighs> Wait. Legit man shit American football or bullshit Kick with your feet football. Do you think I'll bring that up? 
Nothing shocks me with you anymore, Jim. Okay. I not not stupid footy foot foot. Okay. So American football, real man football, is finally coming to the Nintendo Switch. Brian, what do you think the first football game to come to the Switch would be? And I will give you the answer. It will shock you. Mario. Nope. Zelda. Donkey Kong. Nope. uh, Splatoon. That will be interesting, but nope. Is it one of their first parties? Nope. Uh, Blitz? Nope. Mutant League Football? Nope. Madden? Nope. All right. I'm going to narrow it down for you. Think NES era. Tecmo? Nope. Uh, Play action? (laughs) You wish it was Tecmo. Nope. (laughs) Fuck! Joe Montana? Nope. What the fuck? Uh, It's not super action. We did all the football games. Get more, Matt. So we did. So it's not Tecmo, which is the best one. Think older. Just straight football? Mm -mm. That's the oldest one. No, it isn't. On the NES it is. That was the first football game. No, it wasn't. It was. Uh Uh-uh. I'm positive it was. No, no. The first one started with a number. With a number? What is it? The arcade, original arcade version of 10-yard fight. Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) Now... Oh, no. <laughs> Fuck that game. Nintendo. Even better. The follow-up question, Brian. How much do you think they'll be charging for the arcade version of 10-yard fight? Oh, if it's Nintendo, at least 20 to 25. Okay, luckily not that bad. 15? Nope. 10? A little lower. 5? A little higher. It's 7.99. What a fucking asshole price. Who does 7.99 for anything? I'd refuse to buy. I'd be like, I'm either giving you ten or five. Fuck that, seven ninety nine. That's some shit for a shitty game. No, no. <laughs> God damn it, Switch and Nintendo and fun fight. For those of you who don't know, you can go back. Not saying we're the best reviewers in the world. Our review really sucked Ooh. from back then. We're barely passable now, but shit. Four I mean, years we, ago, we were doing a mic out of a. Rock band Mike, we were doing Windows Movie Maker. We, we we had a rough setup, and we definitely... Our mic stand was a candle and duct tape. And we were stiff as shit, but that game still, in that review, we are legit. That game sucks terribly. And even though I dominated Jim with a million interceptions, because there's an interception counter, because I just rewatched that video recently, and it's hilarious, because I remember how furious you got about that, but... That game was so awful. You move the entire team forward as you're trying to do shit. No. Just no. Do you think they'll put in the HD rumble? No. Fuck it. So you can feel every little footy foot going... I think they uh, need to play with more cardboard. Fuck that. That's awful. Ten-yard labo? (coughs) Why, Why not do what everyone is currently doing? Take Tecmo... And give it modern rosters. People are doing that now. You can do it. Uh, I forget whatever site it is. But you can get the latest roster every year and update it. And everyone knows that's arguably one of the best, if not the best, 
football games, fucking give that. Or give that an upgrade. Or do something. Not 10-yard goddamn shit sucking fuck. <sighs> I'm glad I found that. That pissed me off. <laughs> you were on my night. All right. So, on that note, let's <laughs> let's move into one of the old classics. Overrated, underrated, stolen from the Bell Bear Monday Morning Podcast. Oh. Ryan! Overrated, underrated. Something we kind of talk about a lot, but never almost directly like this. Buying and owning retro video games. Do you think it's overrated? Do you think it's underrated? Mm. What are we? What are we determining as retro at this point? Let's say PS2 and back at this point. Okay. Well, similar to what you do, which is one of my bigger problems right now, and it's I think most people have the issue with it. The shelf buyers. You just collect shit. I mean, Jim and I are both guilty of this. We go to our local Goodwills or flea markets, and we just see a game cheap enough and think, eh, I'll grab it. Whether we're actually going to play it or not is sometimes questionable. I've stopped that completely. I'm at a point now where I will only buy specific games I absolutely love or horror games. That's my collecting. It, it, it's tough to say it's underrated because everyone does this now, and it's obviously such a huge market. If you're a true gamer, then I think it's underrated. Like If you're buying it for the actual you want to play and get the real feel from the original system, I have, you know, that's awesome. But if you're one of these assholes who buy too many games that you know you can't play, they sit on your shelf and look pretty, and yeah. I have a problem with that, and I'm going to say it's way overrated because then all you're doing is holding on to something that someone might actually want to play. I also have zero respect for someone who wants to get a full collection of any system that isn't actually playing it. Like, why? Like, unless, I mean, if you have this, you know, income to do that, good for you, but you're screwing over people who actually want to play the game. So there's my line right there. If it's for true gamers, it's definitely underrated. Because that feeling of playing an actual original copy of a game with the original hardware, there's nothing like it. And to get that experience, it'll let you relive that nostalgia you're obviously chasing in order to play it. Or if you're like Jim or me and you didn't have some systems as a kid and you finally get to experience, it's kind of like reclaiming something you never got to have as a child. But if you're a shelf collector, you suck and it's underrated or it's overrated. Good answers. Yep. So, for my end, I'm going to preface this. <laughs> because there is nothing I hate in the retro gaming community right now, in general, more than the people who masturbate over retro pies. The people who you can't post anything online, any topic, discussing any kind of game, any kind of rarity, any kind of price. Can't talk about the NES minis, the SNES minis, the shitty Genesis minis. Can't talk about Earthbound being 200 bucks without someone going, Well, I have every game on the Even one of the more recent things, a guy fucking out because he was just like a comment along the lines of, like, don't fucking tell me that it's hard to program a retro pie, blah, 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 blah. Like, kind of unwarranted. Okay. 
So I hate these people. But, that being said, they're 100% right. Owning and buying Metro Games is completely, from a empirical kind of thought level, like, just common sense. It's overrated. Yeah. There's no reason to do it. Everything's out there. It's, you can, there's a billion ways to find it for free. Now, I personally much prefer it. I've been over my friends' places. I Like, if I had a retro pie, I would probably never use it. Outside of, like, trying to get pretty footage for the website. If I had an EverDrive, I'd probably use that a little bit more. But even emulators on my laptop, I almost never touch them unless we're doing it for the site. Besides the fact I don't have the fucking time. But even before then, when I had time, I would never boot those up. Like, there is a good feeling to go to a shelf and just be like, Oh, yeah. Boop. Pick it out, pop it in, go to town. Oh, let me play Marble Madness for the fifth time. Because <laughs> that's worth my time. <laughs> you will not be smart to Marble Madness <laughs> But, and it's also like a good way to experience the game because, I mean, it's tough now. Like, I don't have a fucking CRT. But it's still, you can still play the game, put it in there, and get as close to the original experience as possible. So you can't say, oh, it's bad emulation, it's, you know, wacky third-party controller, blah, 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 blah. You get the real experience. But as far as just actually doing it goes, yeah, it's completely overrated. It's all just a tickle in your nutsack of from being a young kid or getting the thing you couldn't afford when you were younger or, you know, it's fun It's fun to own to shit. It's fun to buy things. I will retort you with what you started off. <clears throat> The issue you have with people who have retro pies or any emulation method, obviously, you know, one of the ways I can do it is through my Retron 5. Right. Yeah. So I am the different breed where, like Jim, he, he'll only use em- emulation for the site. I'll legit, hey, this is a game I never played. I'm not going to pay $70 for it for a hard copy. I I play games. I play, I've played and beaten way more games than I should have. But now I can go back to all those other random ones where I'm like, yeah, I've never played this one. And for me, emulation is more or less, if I really like a game, then I will go out and get a hard copy now. Like, I'm not going to just blindly invest in a game I never got to play as a kid, pay 50 to $70, and then be like, oh, shit, this wasn't that good. Which, while doing this site and doing enough reviews, there are some games that I'm, like, so glad I never went and did that. Mm-hmm. But my bigger problem is that... <clears throat> The people who do have hard copies feel they are elite sometimes and think like, oh, if you never if you never beat the game on the actual original hardware, you never actually beat it. Because everyone assumes if you emulate, you automatically are inputting all the cheats and stuff. I actually still don't know how to put in cheats in my emulation. You're all Billy Mitchelling it? Yeah. I, like, I don't know how to <coughs> – I don't – you know, other than save states, which is just, you know, I'm not going to sit there and play through the entire Legend of Zelda – but you could save that on the NES. I'm not. I'm using it only for save states, for footage, and just for the ease of access. I've used Game Genie codes, but it's a little bit of a pain. Yeah, I. I mean, I'm sure I could figure it out. I just never did because when I play through the game, I want to play through the game. <laughs> only way I got through fucking Hulk on the Genesis, I'll tell you that. Yeah, and, and here's the deal. Uh, I love these same people that collect will probably use a legit game genie or codes or cheat codes and they'll beat the game that way and think that's more legitimate than just emulating and not using cheat codes at all there's 
everyone is always kind of like on one side or the other and it's like well fuck you if you're on that side if you're not here you know i just still go back whether you emulate or do whatever what what good is emulating and having all 700 and some nes games if you're never gonna play them like it's easy to have them and say i have them but unless you're playing them like you're wasting your time too just like if you collect a oh i got you know friggin what was that stupid game you and i both got like fascination or some or what the hell was it? oh anticipation anticipation we're never going to play that shit, but we got it because it was a, like 50 cents or whatever it was. And we're like, oh, maybe we'll do something with it for the site. Yeah. So I can see both sides. But to Jim's point, I mean, overall, there is an overrated from a value standpoint. But I still will maintain it's underrated for true gamers who are doing it for the right reason. So Yeah. I think it's one of those where we're both kind of right. Yeah. Just we, don't be a dick. Yeah, Jim. Stop hating on the pie. Not even hating on the goddamn pie. I don't even have a pie, but stop hating on it. I hate on the pie masturbators. All right. What are we looking at time-wise here? Minute 12? That's good enough. So we're probably going to cut it off here. Um, Quick note about the power hour before this. That was the last one we recorded on my old laptop, so that, that thing was shitting out at that point. So there is no way we could really put together a full podcast video. That's why we had all the clips. We're going to do it again, but that's why we never had a full upload. Yeah. And I don't know if you even had enough to do an audio version of that. Yeah, that that one. I we're think, like two or I three behind I, on the I audio. Think, yeah, I think I, I, I am able to pull that audio. This one, <clears throat> since we're doing it this style and it's more direct with you guys, I will still upload the entire video. But I'll also give the segments because we get it. A lot of people aren't going to want to sit through an hour and 12 minutes of, of us. You know, we're assholes. We get it. But if you want the little s- short clips, that's why we'll break them up just so you guys can see it all. It's not just a spread out content because, honestly, we put enough other random videos out there that we're not trying to pad our content with that stuff. It's just so you guys can see a video that's more worthwhile. Like some of you might not care about beer. Some of you might not care about games. And also, so maybe you don't care. You see an hour and 12-minute video and you go, <laughs> no. So if we break it up into little sections, maybe you'll actually check out the podcast. Yeah. And this will be on iTunes. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you. Also, for a lot of those iTunes ones, a lot of the ones where we filmed them in my basement on the uh, fold-out table, we were sorry for the audio quality of them when we were opening that goddamn cooler and you hear the thump yep. again and again. Because that was in the middle of our website being shit, and we couldn't really go back and listen to them before we uploaded them. So we recorded like four of them before we realized, oh, these sound unlistenable. So they're up there, but yeah. a few of them are a little bit of a rough uh, rough go. Yeah. Also, sorry to Dan, because a lot of them are with him. Yeah, but, it, you know, you live and learn. <laughs> yeah, because we've only been doing this for five years. Know what the fuck. <laughs> so thank you guys. Uh, Jim, what was your take on this beer? Pretty good. I would say it's really nothing special, but as far as like a stout goes, if you're not a big stout fan, it's it's an easier drinking one. It's it's lighter to the mouth feel. It's got a good taste. I just didn't think it was anything great, but if you want like a more casual stout, it's one to check out. Yeah. Jim hit it pretty much on the head. Yeah. Uh, maybe you'll see a brew review for it because uh-huh. I have one more left. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
And maybe people can stop being like, oh, fucking, is this a joke? Miller Lite, Budweiser. Yeah. But the next one might be another big beer. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the next few. We'll see. Brian, what are you doing Kingstown? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, on that note. All right, guys. Thank you for checking us out. And just leave comments if you want to have us talk about any specific comments. You can email us. Send us some on Twitter. Facebook. All the links are below. Facebook, Instagram, all the social medias. We answer you guys on everything. But as always, guys, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>